Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 25. Today, we're going to be talking all about what makes a good faculty or department meeting presentation. And we have some great stories to share today. Before we get into all of the action today, there's, of course, several great ways to be a part of this and all of our shows. You can reach out to us at askthetechcoach.com and over on Twitter at... Ask the Tech Coach, where you can ask us anything about instructional technology, how do I, what do I, where do I, and find out all the great answers to your tech coaching needs over at askthetechcoach.com. Nick, how are you today? Doing good, Jeff. Uh, you know, just coordinating some stuff, and now with some of the holidays coming up and Thanksgiving, just uh, busy and, and waiting for that time off to uh, to just catch back up and uh, recuperate. <laughs> it, it is that time of year where teachers get busy and the busy teachers get even busier. We, of course, are getting colder. It is the middle of November and we had some great reflections and reactions from last week's episode, episode 24, on how to provide direction when maybe there isn't a lot of direction in your school district. Nick, I was surprised that there were so many people that were writing. One of the questions that we have was actually a pretty interesting one here, Nick. Let me throw it at you. Basically, we had a tech coach write us, what happens if you're trying to be a leader in your district, but you really find yourself actually banging your head against the wall? Like, What do you do if you're trying to be that leader, but you realize that maybe no one's listening to you? Uh, you know, staying calm. That's the first one. Right. And, and not saying things that you, you know, are going to regret. But I think using that opportunity to, um, you know, to speak to some of the, your admin and your uppers and see if maybe there's a way that you can take the lead on some type of initiative or something and uh, find an opportunity to invite the teachers in to maybe plan out you know, what the next task or goal is. I will say, you know, one thing that connects to this that we've been doing really well in my district is using our tech committee, uh, which is comprised of admin and teachers as sort of that cohort to help lead us in directions. So when, th you know, things start to falter, we can always go back to that group to help guide us in a direction. I, I think that's a great idea. So many school districts have these tech groups. And again, it's not IT, but it's ed right. and it And it kind of incorporates everything that's going on. You know, I, I talk about this a lot in my district. I, I kind of liken my position to Jonah Hill in Moneyball. Have you seen Moneyball? Great movie. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, I believe. But I always go back to that scene where he is being introduced to the scouts and he's sitting there at the table and his job is to be quiet. His job is not to say anything. And Brad Pitt starts talking about scouting and finding the right players. And of course, everybody is sitting there against Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt starts to talk about the fact that we're trying to find Moneyball and we're trying to find ways to win and get runs and stuff like that. And basically, he looks over at Jonah Hill, snaps his finger and says, what's the right answer? And Jonah Hill says something, right? He, he talks about the numbers or the players or you know whatever the situation was. But I often look at my position and our position, I should say, as that, right? Like, mm -hmm. your job is to lead when they need you to lead, right? Like you, you, Jonah Hill cannot walk into that meeting and say, here's the right way because right. The scouts are going to look at him and go, who are you? And the GM is certainly going to look at him and go, who are you? You, you just, you were here for five seconds, but right. after all, they hired Jonah Hill because he has a plan. He has a system. He's got the background. He, he knows that what's going on and he was pretty darn good at selling the system that, that in the end was successful, Nick. 
Yeah, and it's that, you know, it's it's that liaison role, right? Like balancing both groups or multiple groups that you have in your school. And, and I definitely feel it as that, you know, it's like, oh, we're bringing in a new tool. Hey, Jeff, Nick, tell us where we go from here. What should we start to think about? How do we implement this in classrooms? Tell us the teacher side of things. So I think that um, that's that's when the magic happens. That's when, you know, we start to lead and take advantage of our opportunity to uh, help guide a district or our districts uh, where they need to go. And, and, you know, Nick, I was just thinking here, but maybe we can do a Moneyball episode one day because I'm now thinking about that scene where Brad Pitt looks at Jonah Hill and says, look, you need to go on the road with this team. I can't get (laughs) close to the players because I'm the one that has to manage and fire and hire. And I can't be their friend, but you... You get a chance to go and be their friend and, 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 and travel with them and see what they're like and learn about them. And, and that, that really is that tech coach role, isn't it? Yeah, I like that comparison because that's definitely it. You know, it's, oh, you know, we're not part of this group or I'm not a teacher in the classroom. But you, you know, you're in there. You're spending time with the teachers in the room and, and you're getting to know them personally. So, you know, what can you do to help us? Now, you know where other places are that you can go out and meet and mingle with many teachers, Nick? Uh, where's that, Jeff? Well, this past weekend, it was it was crazy, Nick. I got to tell you, I happened to be at the New Jersey Educators Association, the NJEA's uh, annual teacher convention. 20,000 almost teachers get together in Atlantic City, and it's, it's amazing, right? And for the six year i think it's maybe it's my fifth year i think it's my fifth year right um the, the you know i had my teacher cast booth down there and we did literally every hour was a session we did a nine o'clock a ten o'clock and eleven o'clock up until four o'clock it was back-to-back non-stop sessions we had a lot of people showing up and we we did everything from our google presentations to our animation to how to do wordpress it was a blast we had so much fun we had a lot of people there and then the cool part nick is that wasn't that wasn't enough right that wasn't enough presenting and tech (laughs) coaching and everything uh friday i got up i did a nine o'clock session at the convention in atlantic city got in my car drove almost three hours to newark hopped in an airplane flew all the way to seattle To where this past weekend there was an ISTE conference, a mini ISTE conference, all about creativity out in Seattle by the water. It was amazing. We had about 200 teachers sign up and show up, and and it was a lot of stuff, and I got a chance to present on podcasting. I did two sessions on how to give a podcast. It was our our TeacherCast podcasting workshop, and I got a chance to meet some amazing teachers from around the world. And I want to say thank you to not only the NJEA, but also ISTE and everybody out there who we got a chance to meet and work with there's a lot of great stuff happening and i gotta tell you nick doing all those presentations um it's tiring there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it yeah and i mean just listening to that going from the njaa and you know to the ISTE conference and listening to your day i mean i know you mentioned to me previously just you know non-stop on the hour every hour just different presentation different workshop that you're hosting so it's fun and I think that's one thing people always think, you know, and I always enjoy going to conferences, but especially when you're presenting and you're leading a lot of sessions, it's 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 a full day of work. It certainly is. And that, that really brings us up to our tech coach tip of the week. Nick, what is our tech coach tip of the week? Yeah. So the idea is just going to flow with this, which is, you know, when you're planning your conference or your school presentations uh, is just to 
you know, rely on yourself to do whatever it is that you need to do to get done. Don't rely on the technology. Don't rely on any anyone else um, because you don't know what, who, what's going to falter or who's going to falter. So just make sure everything's planned out well. And that's a great tip. And let's kind of dive into that. Basically, you know, you guys out there, I'm sure you guys are shaking your head. You've been to a situation where you've gone to a conference, you've gone to someplace and you've either seen or you have been the presenter when something goes wrong. Something isn't there. Something isn't right. And you're sitting there with a couple hundred people in front of you and you have to improvise you have to make your presentation memorable and that could be to a bunch of strangers that could be to a bunch of administrators heck that could even be during an observation what happens if someone's sitting there grading you and stuff just goes wrong so today nick we're going to be talking about the three things that make a memorable presentation three things perhaps that you should keep in mind as you're going through the the process of creating planning organizing and giving professional Mm -hmm. development to people. Nick, what is the first thing that we need to be thinking about to have a memorable presentation? Yeah. So the first idea is just being organized, well-prepared and being, uh, having everything well thought out. Absolutely. And I'll tell you from experience in this past weekend, you need to be organized, right? Many of the sessions we do at the NJEA convention are things that I do in school or I've done at ed camps or I've done YouTube videos on. But when you're at a place like a convention, you don't know. You might have two people show up. You might have 30 people. You might have a sellout. But unlike being in a PD session at school or something like doing a YouTube channel, not everybody has their laptops ready for them, right? Because they're they're just they're shopping around the convention and they happen to sit in front <laughs> right. of you, right? So you you have to be prepared for an audience that has devices. You got to be prepared for an audience that doesn't have devices, and you got to be prepared for an audience that knows everything about the topic and an audience that knows nothing about the topic, right? So well-organized, well-prepared. Now, Nick, when we say well-thought-out, what are we? What do we really mean by that? Uh, I think it's just making sure that, you know, you have everything as far as the plan, um, you know, for your original plan planned out, that you have everything organized that way, but you also are thinking about what could go wrong or what are possible questions that can come up. So you always have then that, that plan B that you can fall back on. Oh, absolutely. Again, if if things don't work out, always have a backup plan. And that comes by before you even leave your room, your home, your office, your whatever, always. And I'm going to say this on our podcast here, Nick, because it makes you laugh every time. I know it makes you laugh, Nick. Always check your dongles. Absolutely. That's it. Always make sure that they work. Make sure that they work, right? And make sure that they work, right? Like, if you're going out there, you know, and and sometimes you can ask, right? Like, does your projector in the room have HDMI? Does it have a VGA adapter? Can I airplay into something? Like, what do I need here? So always check your dongles. And I got to say, Nick, never rely on technology. Like, always always be ready for something. I've been in situations where I had to, at the last minute, pull internet off my phone just because it worked. Right. And right. I always say this for presentations. Yes, Google Slides are great, but if that's all you have and there's no internet, then you might not have anything. So right. I always download them into PowerPoint or, and or Keynote or SlideShare. You know, there's many, many things that mm-hmm. you can do when you're preparing for these things because you never know, especially, you know, again, going back to conventions, you're in a room with 20,000 people. What if there's no Wi-Fi? What if the Wi-Fi is, is weak where you are? What if there's 20,000 people all pulling from the same Wi-Fi? What do you do there, right? So I always say never rely on technology and be prepared 
to lecture. Nick, have you ever gotten into a situation where you're all set to do something and you go, oh, man, those iPads don't have the application process that I need. What do you do now? <laughs> right. Or teachers ask you a question, right? And then that question goes to something else. And it's, well, show me this and talk to me about this. And the next thing you know, you're just kind of start lecturing, right? Even right. though maybe you had all these ideas planned out. So you can't be afraid that you say to yourself, man, I really don't want to lecture, but but you know, if it comes up, it comes up and you sort of have to roll with it. So that kind of goes with the whole idea of being having that thought out plan is, is I, I always thought about that in the classroom when I'm designing my lessons, what are questions that will come up or can come up and what are issues that might arise? And I think one of the things we have, Jeff, um, that we are also doing as a giveaway was one of our workshop, uh, like planning guides, templates, right? So, you know, a way to the same way teachers design their lesson plans to design your, your workshop. So one of the other things I know we talked about was also knowing your audience, yeah. right? Like making sure who you're gearing it to that the apps or the tools or the pedagogy, whatever it is that you end up talking about is relatable, that they can also make a connection to it. And it's something that they're going to be able to be intrigued by. And that's something that you can't always have, you know, again, right? I, I, I flew to Seattle for, to see 200 of my closest friends that I've never met. I have no idea. I, mm -hmm. I had no idea what to expect, what they had, what they didn't have. I might have said, all right, we're all going to create a podcast. And they go, nope. So what do you do? <laughs> right? You got you to riff right. a little bit. So number yep. one here, guys, be organized. Right? Be prepared. Be well thought out. And when things go wrong, be professional. Right? So always have that plan in mind. Now, Nick, the second thing I think is what? Making sure that you're incorporating the audience, so audience participation, some interaction. Yeah, and, and this kind of goes along with the idea of be memorable, right? Like, you know, yep. especially at a convention, there are people that are going to walk around all the time, right? even at a convention or an ed camp. And sometimes at a school district, you know, you have the rule of two feet. And I don't mind if anybody gets up and leaves me. But if I have the audience up and moving or up and running, that's a that, that, that's a, that's essential. Right. You do it through humor. Do it through a, a, a skit. Do it through some kind of something. Right. Keep the audience awake. Keep them busy. Right. Basically, what do we call that, Nick? That's classroom management 101. Absolutely. You know, I, I love station rotations or little mini breakouts, if you will, uh, you know, working with teachers. So that's just something because I always hear from teachers. We want time to collaborate. We want time to collaborate. Well, in my workshop, I always love to build in that collaborative time. I do things where I call them jam sessions. So after I do sort of this collaborative hands on experience with them or my mini lecture, if you will, um, they break out and they have to work with a partner or a group and they have to create or do something with what they just learned. Now, the other thing in there is not to make wacky looking slides, right? Like you, you, you always have to have that idea between is it a slide with a picture? Is it a slide with a thousand words? Um, you know, many of the things that I do with my TeacherCast University sessions are made for online learning, but I also stand in front of them. So you kind of have that balance between how much content is on a slide. I think we can all agree, though, in 2019 – are, are we past the idea of doing cat videos in our presentations, Nick? Is, is that Should we be thinking about something different these days? I, I, I do. I think we're past that. You know, I know that was an intriguing way to open workshops and presentations, right? Like, let me start with the funny video. The cat video was a winner. Right. Let, um, me, let me try the, the, the <laughs> iMovie trailer. Yeah, there you go. So now it's about 
you know, doing something new um, and and just, you know, gathering that intrigue in the workshop, being innovative, you know, um, and and being creative and getting them to think outside the box. Well, you said innovative. And really, I think what it comes down to is know when to be innovative, mm-hmm. but also know when to leave innovation behind. It's OK to talk about podcasting, for instance, and just give a story. Give a lecture. You don't need to make up, uh, again, an iMovie trailer of podcasting equipment. And you don't need to do that stuff if you can command people's attention, which we all can because we're all teachers, right? Like never, never forget, number one, you are a professional public speaker, right? And, and, right. and use all those tools, right? I, I always say – this is kind of one of those weird things. I always say I, I, I don't believe in adults and I don't believe in, in children. I believe in taller and smaller humans. The, the tricks that I pull on fourth graders, I try to pull on 34-year-olds. The mm-hmm. tricks I pull on 12th graders, I try to pull on 60-year-olds. They're all the same kind of stuff. So you know, try, try to be innovative, but try not to be over-innovative, especially if, if it doesn't – if it's not really your thing, if, if you're not one of those people to stand up and command a room and you're kind of timid about presenting, be yourself, right? But but keep the audience in mind. Keep them going. Um, you never want to be that guy that's giving a lecture and you happen to walk around the room, turn around, and you see everybody over the shoulder. They've got their Gmails open. <laughs> Do something to be memorable with it. And, of course, that brings us to our third point here, which is provide something that your audience can put into use the very next day. Nick, what do we mean by that? Providing something that is that a teacher can use tomorrow. Yeah, I always just, you know, I liken this to the idea that get them creating, give them an opportunity to do something with the knowledge or the information that you, you know, you set forth, that you you presented to them. So that could be a template, um, which make for great takeaways. You know, if I'm talking about digital uh, playlists, maybe I've created one as an example. Jeff, just the other day we were talking, I mentioned to you that I'm working with science on taking the digital playlist um, concept to RSTs, um, the research, uh, simulation tasks that science has to do, which is nothing more than really just personalized playlists. So I created one as a demo. I sent it to the teachers, uh, during the workshop, they were able to use that. That becomes a takeaway and a model for them. And then at the end of the workshop, I gave them an opportunity to start creating their next one. I, I think that is a pretty cool idea that that also keeps the, everybody in the in the presentation alert and ready yep. to go and, and and totally active, right? And obviously, in order to do that, Nick, you got to be well organized and well prepared <laughs> and well thought. Hey, good job, uh, Nick. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it, right? I mean, look, I went into it with what do I want them to do? How do I open? What do I talk about? But but what do they need? And that was that was a couple things. I knew the audience going in. I knew what department. I knew what they were working on. Um, was I innovative? Maybe maybe a little bit with the idea of if they weren't comfortable with digital playlists. But guess what? It really was like you said. I, I'd left the innovation behind and it came really back to the pedagogy and the teaching of personalized learning. So it wasn't anything too crazy. You know, and, and I, we always say at the end of this, come up with a memorable way, right? Like, and, and this kind of goes back to what we did this weekend with the, with the podcasting workshop, right, Nick? Every conversation you have with somebody, whether it be one-on-one, one with a group, whatever, it's a lesson plan, right? Mm-hmm. What's your intro? What's the body? What's your closing? Every phone call you do is a lesson plan. Every podcast we make here is a lesson plan. Like, what's the intro? How do we get into the topic? How do we do the topic? How do we get out of the topic? I always say at the end, try not to have a Q&A 
because those are dicey. Have a roundtable discussion, right? Like if you say, so does anybody have any questions? Yeah. <laughs> you know you're going to hear crickets or you're going to hear the closing of laptops. Absolutely. So, But if you throw a question out to them and let people kind of throw the questions around, now you're creating dialogue. Right. And so I, I would rather turn the tables a little bit and I would rather ask the audience some questions. This is usually where you get off the podium and you go walking through the audience. You know, you you kind of do that kind of a, a, a I call it the Jerry Springer. And and, mm-hmm. and so I, I always say end with a discussion, not with Q&A. Yeah. And I like that. You know, I think the round table that for me is just a comfort area, you know, coming from the English classroom at the high school level. That's that. I I love that. I was just, you know, let me throw out some questions. Plus that's a great time for you as the presenter, us as the, you know, the tech coach to gather feedback and, and find out, you know, so, so what are your thoughts about this tool? Do you like it? Do you not like it? You know, just get some information. I'll tell you what else I like. I like in that kind of uh, round table way is just getting the teachers brainstorming. And I think that's an idea that that also does is you know hey now that we've talked about this and i've showed you some examples why don't you guys brainstorm together as a group tell me how could you implement this tool this idea in your department and then they break out and you give them five minutes to think about it come back recap those ideas you know and that's a great way to end it is a fantastic way to end so three things that are going to help you guys become better presenters and and creating a more memorable presentation here number one be well organized prepared and have a well thought out plan number two keep your audience participation in mind at all time you want your audience to leave going wow did you see that? I can't wait to see that presenter again. And then number three, provide something that they can put into work the next day. Now, Nick, we did something similar to that this past week at the conventions. Every single person who came in was able to sign up for our newsletter. And after every newsletter, I automatically sent them out a, hey, thank you for being here. Here's a free Google template. Something that they can remember me by, stick with the newsletter, and and have it all out there. Now, I don't know if tech coaches and stuff do email marketing the same way that people do at conferences, but you get the idea here. So we want to hear from you guys. You can always find us over on www.askthetechcoach.com. Find us on Twitter, at AskTheTechCoach. And if you'd like to be uh, on our show, we're putting together our November roundtable show. It's going to be recorded, I believe it's going to be recorded, Nick, the week before Thanksgiving. So that mm-hmm. way it comes out the week after Thanksgiving. So it's only going to be recorded in two weeks here. Um, find us, teachercast.net slash voicemail, or email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. We would love to have you. And, Nick, we've got a few tech coaches already that are signed up for November. So um, we've got like one or two more spots to fill. So if you guys are out there and interested, find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Now, Nick, with all of this going on here and us thinking about what it takes to really dive into this whole tech coast profession what are we going to be talking about on next week's episode yes so our next uh topic is really taking what we just did now um but now how does that lead into your own teaching and coaching style so how to find your teaching or coaching style how do you feel comfortable teaching adults versus children especially if you've come from the classroom uh, and you're moving into this role how to navigate through you know admin and the association how to be that liaison between the two uh and how not to get disturbed when things 
get awkward uh, in the workshop. So look for that episode dropping on November 19th, how to find your teaching or tech coaching style for your district. And again, I want to say thank you guys for joining us on this journey. 25 episodes. Nick and I have been putting this stuff together. Our mastermind is doing amazing things this month. And of course, we're going to be starting up our second cohort of our mastermind only in January, just a few short weeks away after the holidays here. Nick, what are you looking forward to as we go through our second marking period? What's on the horizon for everything happening with Nick and on your website? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm just continuing with a lot of online PD stuff. Um, you know, I recently started releasing monthly PD challenges, a new idea that I started doing um, that hit on district goals. So we're working on the idea of interdisciplinary learning. So I just wanted to try something new and fun that also incorporated a couple different steps where teachers had to gain some background knowledge and stuff. And right now going over well. So um, you can catch me on Twitter at edu or follow my blog edtechforay.wordpress.com. And of course, there's a lot of great things happening over here in the TeacherCast Educational Network. Uh, mark your calendars. The afternoon, I believe it is 8 o'clock on December the 13th, Nick and I are going to be co-hosting a very special episode of Ed Chat Interactive, uh, which I believe is edchatinteractive.com, Nick. But we're going to be talking all about a topic that we did a few podcasts ago on what do you do if your teachers and students just don't get it. So we're going to be talking about that on December 13th. It's a Thursday night. I'm looking forward to that. Um, EdChat interactives are really, really cool. You can come in. You can join the conversations. You can ask questions. You can participate. You can lead group sessions. It is a very fast-paced hour. EdChat Interactive. Join Nick and I on December the 13th. We're looking forward to being there. And, of course, there's other great things. Nick, on TeacherCast, we just did a show featuring Hamilton the Musical. It was pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, you can check that out over on the TeacherCast podcast over on TeacherCast.net. We want to know how you guys are doing. Find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Feel free to reach out. Ask us anything about one of our episodes or reach out to us on anything that's happening with you guys as a tech coach. We want to hear from you guys. We want to help build our PLN here as we go through here. And of course, you can check us out over at teachercast.net slash voicemail and leave us our, your questions that way. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.